If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I, as always, am super excited to dive into today's show. I want to make sure that you get out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil so you can take some notes. If you're listening on the treadmill or in your car, that's fine. You don't have to write anything down, but you might want to come back to this one and listen again to make sure that you get some of these key components that I'm going to talk about today. First of all, I hope your month is going well. I hope that sales are coming in. If things aren't coming in as fast as you'd like them to do, today is the day to help shift that. Okay, because we're going to talk about common sales objections and how to handle them. I get this question a lot. How do I handle sales objections? I don't want to be pushy. I don't want them to think that I'm being greedy, right? Like we've all been there. We've all thought that. So we're going to help you shift that. I'm going to give you some strategies to recognize that potentially these common sales objections might actually be buying signals. So we'll dig into that content today. And I'm going to talk about some of the most common sales objections that you'll run into or that you probably are already running into and what you can do and some of the stories and the, have so many stories about objections, especially back in the day when I was selling technical training and consulting because everyone wanted to say no on the forefront. So we'll talk about that too. Before we get into the, the content, I, if, you, if we haven't met yet, um, thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a new listener. I hope that you subscribe because we'd love to have you come back. We have listeners all over the world now, which is super exciting. And I just love hearing from all of you. So thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or any specific things you'd like for me to talk about on the show, email us at contact at salescoachnow.com, contact at salescoachnow.com. Let us know what you'd like me to talk about. And I'd love to do it. So feel free to send questions or topics or even a guest that you might recommend. Couple of other things. I love giving stuff away. If you haven't gone to www.salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get my free gift, please do that. Six secrets to doubling your sales. 
It's a simple PDF. It's easy to download, put it in front of you. It'll help you make your year even better. So definitely, definitely do that. If you have an event or a conference or a sales training session coming up, I'd love to come out and be your keynote speaker, your breakout speaker, or even deliver private sales training. There's nothing better than, you know, connecting at an event like that where I can help you face to face and in a day or two, help you bust through those limiting beliefs. So if you go to UrsulaMenches.com, and that's U-R-S-U-L-A-M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com, you can find all of my latest keynotes there, and there's a contact page so you can fill it out. Um, it'll come to my team, and we'll figure out if we can come out and spend some time with you. Because you are a faithful podcast listener, or you are a new podcast listener, I have a special... Um, opportunity for you to come to sales camp. So if you haven't been to sales camp yet, you have to come out. We offer 10 of them, 10 public sales camp courses uh, in the Minneapolis area and in San Diego. So two in San Diego, eight in Minneapolis. Public meaning anybody can come out. And it's really fun because we get people from so many different industries who come out to, to sales camp and, and play with us. So because you're a podcast listener, you get a super special price. If you're interested in that, email us at contact at salescoachnow with sales camp in the subject line and just say you're interested in coming out. What's the special price point? My team will let you know. We'll take great, great, great care of you. It's two days. And in addition to, of course, the training, we um, also feed you while you're there. Um, lots of coffee and tea and snacks all day. We even have chocolate, um, all, the, all the important stuff that you might want while you're at a two-day sales training class. The feedback that we get about from sales camp is phenomenal because it truly helps you bust through your limiting beliefs so that you can get to the next level in sales. And we give you the mindset and sales strategy you need to get there. And as I always say, I can teach strategy all day long, but if you have a mindset thing that's getting in your way or a limiting belief that's getting in your way, it's really tough to grow your sales. So we help you with the mindset pieces first, and then um, we take you through the sales strategies to double or triple your sales or whatever it is you want to do to grow your business this year. Plus it's hands-on. On day two, you actually make real phone calls and to set real appointments. And we show you how to do it so it doesn't feel pushy or salesy. You will leave a different person. So come out and play with us. We'd love to see you. You can learn more about Sales Camp um, at salescoachnow.com. If you go to the website, the, the, on the front of the page, you'll see a little icon. You have to scroll down a little bit, see a little icon that says Sales Camp. It's got some little tents on it. That's where, of course, where Sales Camp is where selling is fun and easy, right? <laughs> it's not difficult there. So click on that. Come out and, um, and it's a blast. Two days go really fast. We'd love to see you out there. If you've already been to sales camp and you want to come back, some of you I know haven't been in a while, email us at contact at salescoachnow.com because we have a super, 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 super um, special investment price for you so you can come back. It's, it's a total no-brainer. My team will take care of you. If you love this show and you keep coming back, please leave us a review on iTunes because it helps everybody see how the show might be a fit for them. Talk about what you like about the show and what's been helpful for you. You've probably noticed I've been doing a lot more solo shows, which I talked about last year that I was going to do more of these and I am. I'm still going to interview lots of amazing people, some who are our clients and some who are just great partners of mine or people who have gotten to know whose information I think is really important for you to have. But I'm going to continue to do more of these solo shows because I, I, my goal is to help as many, as many sales professionals and entrepreneurs understand that selling is a skill and it's a skill that anyone can learn. It's like any other skill that you learn, right? And once you know it and you're aware of what it really takes to sell, then 
you have that knowledge forever. And so I can't stress enough that it truly is a skill. Come back to these you know, podcasts and listen so we can help you really grow your business. Again, today we're going to talk about common sales objections and how to handle them. I, I know I know quite a few of you. Many of you know my sales background. I started as an accidental sales professional. Um, I wanted to go to law school. I had graduated with a liberal arts degree in psychology and communication and was kind of lost and then thought, I want to go to law school, but I needed money to pay for it and got my first job in outside sales. And I was selling, um, I was selling, I'm laughing because I'm like, I still can't believe I did this. I had a degree in psychology and communication. I was selling technical training and consulting, and I was probably the least technical person on the planet at that time. But what I learned really quickly is that selling is a skill, and it wasn't about me being the technical person or the most knowledgeable in the room when it came to you know, technology. It was more about developing a relationship with the prospect to figure out if I could help them or not. Could I solve their technical training problem? Could I solve their, the consulting, um, through consulting some of the technical issues that they were having, or could my team solve them? I should say, I mean, that, that was what it was. And it was, it was me asking questions and really listening and for all you introverts out there. Selling is for you because selling is more about listening than it is about talking us. I'm an ambivert. So I'm a little bit extroverted, a little bit introverted. It kind of depends on the situation. Most people would say that means I'm an introvert, whatever, but I still can talk a lot. Obviously I have a podcast. And so I know, you know, for our extroverts who are listening, I know sometimes it can be difficult to pull back, but I really want to encourage you to remember that selling isn't telling. Selling is asking questions. And even when it comes to objections, you can ask questions back to make sure you clarify what the objection actually is to get to the real objection, which we'll talk about today. So asking questions is so powerful. If you've been in sales long enough, you've had objections, right? If you've asked for the sale enough times, you've gotten enough no's and you've gotten enough objections to know that it's just part of the process. And I want you to even recognize that, as I mentioned before, an objection is really a buying signal. Think about that for a second. When someone's objecting, they're saying, but what about this? They haven't said no yet. They're still interested in potentially buying your product or service. So it's important for you to, to, to keep going and to learn more about that. I find that a lot of times objections will, will shut someone down completely. So they'll shut a sales professional down or an entrepreneur down and they'll just stop because they'll think, oh, this person, if they wanted what I had, you know, they would just buy it for me. But we all know as humans, we need clarification often. We have questions. We want to know more. And so when someone objects, it's, it's okay. And it's also okay to take a moment, which I'm going to take right now. It's okay to take a moment and let the objection sink in and ask a very thoughtful question back. So we'll talk about how you can do that today. I'm going to talk about, I will share, you know, some of the main objections that that I hear and that our clients run into. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about high level ones. If you have a specific, a specific, if I can say that word, a specific objection that you're really stuck with, you know, email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. I'd love to hear it. Maybe I can talk about it on one of the upcoming shows or have a, you know, a post script about that, a post note. So one of the number, well, we're just going to go there. One of the number one objections that people get, of course, is about money, right? 
you're having a phenomenal conversation, or at least you think in your head, this is going really well. Your prospect seems really interested. Let's move it along. And they just, they're agreeing with everything. They're like, yes, I want your service or I want your product. This sounds phenomenal. And then, oh, we've all been there, right? You get to the end of that conversation and they, um, they're like, yeah, so um, I wasn't expecting to pay that much or mm, that's a little more than I was thinking or that's way outside of our budget. And immediately we get hit. And here's the thing that I want you to really understand is that might not even really be an objection because I think it's easy for us as sales professionals and entrepreneurs to go straight to, oh, wow, that's an objection. But what, what if it's just a statement? What if they're just thinking out, out loud? What if they're just a verbal processor, right? I'm a verbal processor. Ask people that know me or spend time around me. If you spend enough time around me, you'll hear me talking about things out loud that make no sense at all. And people are wondering who and what I'm talking to, but I have to say things out loud to verbally process. It's one of the reasons I'm a coach. It's one of the reasons I hire coaching because I understand the power of saying things out loud and verbally processing. Your prospect might just be verbally processing. It's okay if your price point is higher than everyone else's. It's okay if your price point is more than they thought they were going to spend. You still haven't gotten a no. Think about that for a second. Even if they make that statement about money, if you're not, it's not a no. It only becomes a no if you go, oh, yeah, okay, it's too much for you. I understand. And then like it's done, it's over, but you derailed it. They didn't derail it, you did. So stop at that moment, just take a moment and, and let them keep talking. Part of, part of being a great sales professional is to just to lean in. This is, <laughs> this is truly where all my training in psychology has come in very handy. Because what I learned early on in the sales process is that selling was so much more about psychology than it was about strategy. And it was more about listening and creating space than it was like about jumping to sol solutions and trying to get to the end result. And so sometimes when someone starts giving you an objection, it's also okay to not say anything. They might say, wow, this was, ooh, this is way more than I thought it was going to be. Okay don't say anything. They'll keep talking. They might say, but I still really want what you have. Right? So think about, you know, especially in the West, we, we aren't accustomed to silence. We don't like silence. We will fill the silence, but in sales, especially when you're getting to the close, like silence is, is a gift. Your prospect needs to be able to think through what it is you've just presented to them. So give them the gift of that moment and let them just be, <laughs> okay? Because I guarantee you, they'll keep, they'll keep talking. They'll share what's on their mind. And, and if you just hold space, and when I say hold space, I know it sounds kind of woo-woo or kind of, I don't know, in, like from the world of psychology. What I mean is just like, let them think, let them be for a minute. They'll fill the silence and they'll probably tell you exactly what they want. So a lot of times this could, again, it could go, no, this is more than I thought it was going to be. And hmm, I don't know, like I, but I really want this. I really want this, this car, this coaching program, this technology training. I really, I, this is what I want, right? Because their emotions are coming up. They're seeing themselves in the car. They're seeing themselves, 
you know, in your coaching program, they're seeing themselves in your, they're seeing the end result and they like what that looks like. They like that end result that, and the way they're vision, envisioning themselves with that end result. So let them have it. So in that moment, they'll say, but like, huh, I don't know, maybe we could figure it out. And in that, in that second, then your job is to present the how they can figure it out. So if it's, if it's money and you offer, maybe you offer payment plans, maybe you offer a financing option, right? Like no one goes onto a car dealership. My, my friend, my fellow master coach at sales coach now, Rebecca Hall always talks about like, no one shows up at a car dealership with, you know, $40,000 in cash to buy their car. They understand that there's going to be a payment plan. There's going to be financing. Like we're programmed to already know that. And so when we're buying other items, whether they're high ticket or other, where we might need a payment plan, that's okay. That's still our choice to make that decision. I think back to a client of mine, one of my very first clients who came to our sales camp training and then um, invested in herself to join our coaching program when the company she worked for, she was a sales professional, the company she worked for wasn't paying for it. So someone who was a single mom and yet she figured it out. And in that moment, I can tell you, like there was a part of me that thought, oh, you know, you know, I was putting judgment, like she's a single mom in California that costs a lot of money, but she saw the end result. And, you know, she tripled her sales. She tripled her income, more than tripled her income, actually. She got to a completely different level in her life. And if I had made that decision for her, if I hadn't given her the space to think about it and to figure out how she was going to pay for it, I would have done her a huge disservice. So you've got to give people space to make their own decisions when it comes to money. And it might not even be an objection. Like, here's what I know. If someone really wants what you have, they'll find the money for it. They'll figure out how to pay for it because you know what you have? Think about it. Think about all the cool stuff that you have in your life, whether it's a service or a product or something that you purchase. Think about all this cool stuff that you have and think about how, how you figured it out, how the money showed up for that. So money isn't a true objection if someone really wants what you're selling them. It's just not. It could be an excuse that someone gives you that they say, oh, well, you know, I just don't have the money for it because they can't, they can't say no. No is a hard thing for people. Sometimes it's hard to say no, but if they really want it, money's not really the objection because they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out or you'll help them figure out how to pay for it. So don't let it stop you. But the thing I want you to remember is you've got to create the space and give them the opportunity to say yes, to say yes to what you have. So another, I, this is a, an, another objection I used to get in the technical training industry often was the objection of, we already have what you're selling. We're already working with a vendor just like you. And so if you're selling services or, you know, or products as well, and you're cold calling, which most of you probably aren't, but cold calling, in my opinion, is kind of a lost art. I still think it's a great thing uh, to try if it works in your industry. But anyway, when I used to cold call, and by the way, I used to make a hundred cold calls a day on a tick sheet before I could go home. So I've, I've been there, I've done that. And I write scripts today for our clients to make cold calls successfully. And it still works. And what's it's really interesting about cold calling now is that people aren't like, I feel like phone calls have dropped. I mean, don't you feel like if someone actually calls you because, because of all the no call, you know, all that stuff that's out there, if someone's actually calling you, you're looking at your, your cell phone thinking, who 
is this, right? And you take your call or you listen to your voicemail because so much now is about, you know, our electronic communication through email or texting or all these other things. So a phone call is kind of novel and, you know, or maybe it's on your business phone. Maybe you have a separate phone at your work, right? And someone calls you and it's like, wow, it's a big deal. So don't underestimate the power of cold calling. It's still, it's still a powerful opportunity. And, you know, not so much for residences, but more, you know, on, on the commercial side, on the business side. So anyway, so back to the objection. So I, when I would cold call, and this is when I was in the technical training and consulting industry, I would, I would call and they would tell me, you know, we already have someone who provides your services. In fact, most of them had five or more other vendors that were on their list, which for me felt like an opportunity. So I would say, that's phenomenal. I'm glad you already have five vendors on your list. However, there's going to come a day when you have a very specific technical training need and your five vendors aren't able to help you right now. And when that day comes, I want you to know who I am. I want you to have met me and to have at least some level of trust with me. So you feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling me and saying, Ursula, I need this kind of training. I want you to help me figure it out. And then I would say nothing. And I would, I would give them the space. And what's really interesting is they would say, yeah, you're right. And, and I would say, and also, you know, our trainers, because they did, our train, technical trainers have, most of them on average have more than 20 years of real world experience, which was unusual in the technical training industry. Like our trainers were phenomenal and I believed in them. And as soon as they heard that, they wanted a meeting. And so then I would set that appointment. I would go on the meeting. It would be a great meeting. Uh, but again, their objection would be, you know, just, just to remind you, Ursula, we already have all these other vendors. I say, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. However, remember when that day that's going to come and you're going to need us, I want you to have experienced a little piece of our technical training before then. And so then what I would do is I would offer them one course and, you know, a special discount to come in and try the course. And then they would come in and try the course. And of course, at that point they would love our trainers and then we would win a new account. So we, we took it in steps, but I, I, I didn't stop at that objection of we already have five other vendors. I just got used to that objection. So if you're in a space where there's a lot of competition, it's okay. You just have to shine and you have to be willing to keep going when you get a no and to keep asking. And of course, I'm backing this up with the thought and the belief that behind you, you have a great product or service that you're offering. You're selling from a place of authenticity and integrity, and you're going to do what's best for that client. That given the case, then you're doing a disservice if you don't keep following up and if you don't ask for the sale. Another objection uh, is, you know, we, ha we have to shop around. I got to get some other quotes. Yep. I've heard that one. I'm curious about that. And here's where questions can be very handy for you. I would ask the question, I would ask something like, tell me more about that. Like, what would you have to know now to not have to shop around? Yeah, I'm going to say that again. What would you have to know right now to not have to shop around, to not have to talk to another realtor, to not have to talk to another insurance agent? Like, what kind of answer for you that would like take that doubt away and make it really easy? And then say nothing. Let them think because the truth is we're often trained to think we have to go out and get three other proposals. And I'm not saying there's some industries that don't like government and some certainly do, but sometimes people just say that you want to learn more because they might say, and this is what, this is what they don't know from you, right? They might say, well, I wouldn't shop around if I knew you were the best price. 
well, then it's a price conversation, right? But what are they comparing it to? Well, what would be the best, what is the best price? Like what, what's your budget or what are you thinking about paying for this? Because then they might be comparing a, you know, a much lower end service to yours. And this is why yours costs more. And now you get to talk about why and explain that. Because again, people will invest in what they want and they'll find the money for it if it's really going to solve their problem or meet their need. So, uh, so, it, so, you know, again, like if you get an objection thrown at you, it's okay to, to ask a question back. If you get really stuck in the conversation, so let's say you know, you're, it felt like a great sales conversation, everything seemed to be going well, and you get to the end and they're kind of like, they're just not sure, like they're, they, they're just stuck. I would ask a question, especially in the corporate world, you know, on personal, like one-on-one -on -one stuff, I'm not sure this would work as well, but in a corporate setting, uh, which I was in recently with four other decision makers in the room, I asked them, you know, what would it take to earn your business? Like, what, am I missing something? Or like, what would it really take for me to be the answer for you? And it was amazing what objections or what other things came up that I didn't even know were questions that they had. And then I could answer them. I could answer those questions. Recently, I was in a meeting where they told me point blank. They said, you're by far the highest price out of everybody we've talked to. Okay. I said, you know, that that's okay. I mean, if I'm the right solution for you, if my company is the right solution, if you believe I can really solve the challenges that your sales professionals have and I'm the right solution, then that's an easy decision. If I'm not the right solution or if someone else is solving your problem in a better way, that's okay. And I even said, I'm, I'm happy to even look at your proposals. So to help you, to help explain like in the training, sales training industry, what you, you know, what you could expect here and what this is all about, et cetera. And I offered to be of service. What was interesting about that is they chose me almost immediately after that. And they just said, we know you're the right solution. When you're the right solution, again, price doesn't matter, but you got to kind of sort through those objections. And I want to share, I want to share one more objection with you and, and, a, a, you know, kind of like a really stuck point, how to handle it. If you get to the point where there, where it feels like it's, you know, it's not even, you know, it's not even a, an objection as much as it's just there. They're like, I don't even know what the next step would be. I just feel really stuck or I'm not sure where to go with this. It's usually because they have to talk to someone else. They have to figure something out. And so at that point, you can just give that back to them and say, you know, what would the, what would you like the next step to be? Okay. At that point, they'll tell you, and that will root out anything else that's kind of stuck. Uh, and you know, they might say, Oh, that's a great question. You know, I need to talk to, uh, my business partner. Well, I didn't know the business partner needed to be part of this, this decision. So I would say, okay, great. Why don't we talk to your business partner together? Is your business partner here today? Could they come into the meeting now? And if the answer is no, I'd say, you know what, let's put another meeting on the calendar and let's find another time when we can come back and talk to the business partner and talk to you at the same time. Let's get it on the calendar before I leave. So again, asking that question of, you know, um, of just of digging into it, like what would you like the next step to be gives them control again over the, this process so that they can, they can think clearly and figure it out. What I also want you to remember though, is at that point when they tell you, you want to make sure you get that next step on the calendar before you leave the meeting. So many times I see sales professionals and entrepreneurs say things like, you know what, um, I'm going to give you a call, you know, tomorrow or the next day, or I'll send you an email and we'll find another time to meet. 
no, don't do that. Because at that point, it's like chasing a tumbleweed. I mean, it's almost impossible to get back in touch with people or it takes extra time. In that moment, schedule the meeting, but don't schedule it for three weeks out. A lot of people like push meetings way out. It's like, you know what? Let's either meet at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week, which will work best for you. Let them choose, but don't push that meeting too far out. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I hope talking about these common, these common sales objections and how to handle them will help set you up to have you know, your best year yet. And again, I just wanna encourage you and remind you, you know, sales objections are buying signals. There's no reason for you to be afraid of them. There's no reason for you um, to, not, to not keep digging. Remember, selling isn't telling. Selling is asking great questions and giving people the space to think. Okay. All right. Again, if you haven't yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. Get our free gift there. Download it. It'll help you stay on top of your year this year. And I would love to come out to one of your next events. You know, if you can go to UrsulaMinches.com, you can fill out a contact form there. Let me know about your next conference or your next sales training needs. I'd love to come out there. If you're a, if, if you haven't been to sales camp yet, I cannot tell you how much I would love to have you come out and play with us. And it's the um, sales camp size is limited. We make it very, very personal. You get a lot done in those two days. And it's really for those people who, you know, you feel frustrated, you're alone, feeling alone in your business, but you want to take it to the next level and you just feel stuck. So it's not just about selling. We definitely dig into selling and how to sell more, but it's also really about growing and scaling your business and getting it to the next, next level. Also, again, just a reminder, please leave, a, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps everybody, and we'd love to hear for you, from you there as well what you like about the show. I want to wish you the most incredible, most epic month that you can imagine, and I can't wait till the next show. See you then. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.